Welcome back to the Purpose Mastermind podcast, where we don't have intro music and we don't have outro music. I'm just here to have a conversation with you. Now, today's conversation stems from an interesting conversation I had with a young man recently. He basically was wondering, are we ready to have a baby? They're in their mid-20s, been married about three years, I believe, and he was just wondering, I'm not so sure we're ready for this. So here's how I answered that, because I think this will fit a lot of people that listen to this. And I also want to say this, maybe you are not interested in that question. Let me just give you a little heads up. I'm about to talk about for a little bit, healthy sex life in a marriage. But first back, back to his question. Are we ready to have a baby? Well, number one, I said, that's a great question. And I love the fact that he had the vulnerability to ask that question. It feels like in life that the things are, that are most personal are the things that must be most private. And although I do think there are things in life that should be sacred and they should be private in the sense that there's not many people that know about it. We don't invite everyone into our, you know, private life and our big decisions. And, and when it comes to big decisions in life, we have to have the courage to live it out on our own, but we can also have the wisdom to invite input from trusted sources in our life. So I love the fact that he actually asked the question. So here's how I approached it with him. I said, you know, as you think about what you want to do in the future, I would, I initially look at your life and I would look at what you've already done in your past together. First of all, you had the guts to get married, which does take guts. That says something about you. You guys rented a house together. You made a decision and you successfully rented a house. That may sound like a small thing, but when you're a young couple, a decision like that is a big decision. Which house is it going to be? How much of a house can we afford? And then to maintain that property and uh, at some point successfully leave that property, having paid all your bills, says a lot about that couple. They bought and moved into another house. They did repair work on it, which took a lot. That's a lot of um, strain and decision making. They did that successfully. This couple happened to uh, together to decide to enter into foster care. Once again, this says a lot about who they are as a couple. This is a great sign. They're also, I asked about a financial decision they're looking at with business. And I asked this man, I said, how does she feel about it? And he said, she's totally on board with it which I thought, wow, that's incredible because he's wanting to make a pretty big step financially to do something with business. She's on, pay, on, on the same page with him on that, which speaks a lot for their relationship. It, it tells you that they're on the same page together. And they also have great community. So all these things come together and give evidence that these two people are ready to embark on something next in their life, like having a baby. 
not saying they're supposed to now. No one makes that decision for two people. But this is all good evidence that they are ready to embark on a journey together. When you think about taking next steps in life, we can oftentimes hyper-focus on what should the step be? What's the exact direction? What's more important than the step is, first of all, the person. Who am I as a person? If I'm the person I should be, absolutely, just take a step. The step is secondary in importance to who the person is. The same goes in a marriage. A couple might have a decision to make, and the decision might seem big, but what's really big and what's really important is where they are at in their marriage. Which brings me to this next topic, and it's the last thing I talked to him about. I encouraged him with with how well they're doing in all these areas. But I said, you know, there's one area in a marriage that I think speaks loud and clear about where we're at as a couple. Now, what I did with him and I do with really all of our conversations in the Purpose Mastermind and otherwise is I don't ask people about their personal problems or even ask about their personal situations. It's oftentimes not necessary. So I didn't ask him about his sex life. I just explained this to him. The sex life between a a husband and wife is like a crucible. A, A crucible is something that is... It's like a a dish that is strong enough to handle extreme heat so that, for instance, silver can be purified. The sex life is this area between a husband and a wife where we are purified. It is uh, not really trying to be, um, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say this. In the sex life, The heat is on in more than one way. The the sex life can be, it can be in a marriage, it can be the darkest place. It's the most secret of places. It's supposed to be maybe the most life-giving place. Now, I need to explain that because they may, that may not sound, some people may not want to hear that. Like, don't tell me that, that sex with my spouse is supposed to be the most life-giving area of my life. I don't really mean it like that. Here's what I mean. For two people to have a healthy sex life together, they have to... They have to have a lot of healthy things happening between the two of them. What enables them to have a healthy sex life together is what causes their sex life to be so empowering. For instance, if, if a spouse didn't treat his, his, um, his husband or wife, or she didn't treat her husband well, if they don't treat them well, throughout the day, the sex life doesn't fix that. So I'm not saying that, that your sex life fixes everything, 
what I am saying that our sex life exposes us. It exposes every bit of us. Not just literally speaking of our body, but it exposes our entire being to this other person. Yes, that's scary. But it's good that we're exposed. This intimacy between a husband and wife, it almost forces us to learn how to be vulnerable. And we need that for every area of our life. We need to be able to be vulnerable. Our sex life forces that. That's what's so awesome about what a healthy sex life does is it causes us to be healthy in so many areas of our life. Think about it. If there's something happening inside of me, in my mindsets of how I think about myself, how I think about my spouse, if something is happening in me that prevents me from being able to boldly and joyfully experience sex with my spouse, that same thing, is it not going to hold me back in many areas of my life? I'm going to say it again. If there's something inside of me going on that prevents me from being the person that joyfully and boldly gives myself to my spouse in sexual intimacy, if something is stopping me from that, that same thing, isn't it also going to stop me from boldly giving my gifts and talents to the world? Isn't that same thing going to hinder me in how I love and lead my kids? This is where you might want to just be stopping the podcast because when it comes to an area of our life like sexual intimacy with our spouse, we just want it to stay this place that is so dark and so distant. A matter of fact, can we please just get it so distant that we just ignore it? And that's not how it works. I'm reminded of a quote that I'm kind of stuck on right now by Napoleon Hill, who said that the, the, the dark cave that you fear to enter inside of it is the treasure that you seek. If a husband and a wife can communicate about this area, you can do just about anything together. I'm going to say it again, and I'm smiling as I say this. I know it's hard. If, if you can communicate about this area in your life, you can do just about anything together as a couple. Now, you're listening to me, and you may or may not know me well. My wife is usually not in these episodes, and, and I kind of wish she was in this one. I, you'll just have to take my word for this. 
everything that we teach people, we teach out of the reservoir of what we have lived in our own life. I didn't read a book to then tell you what I'm telling you today. I'm telling you these things I'm telling you because of what my wife and I have lived out ourself. And so I need you to hear that. I need you to hear that. Because if you're still listening to this, I applaud you for your boldness and your courage. Because I know how difficult it can be to tap into this most sacred, secret place of intimacy with your spouse. Let me just make some comments about um, a healthy sex life. Because you might be thinking, what is a healthy sex life? Is it a certain number of times per week? That's not how it's answered. Before I answer that, I need to go back. I want to just tell a personal story. I mentioned earlier that if there's something in your life that is taking away your ability to embrace your spouse sexually, that thing will also be hindering you in your other relationships. It's that, that is so worth talking about. I lived that out personally. As a man, there were years in my life where I had, I had coped away my life with food. And because of it, my body was growing and growing and growing. And I reached a time in my 40s where it very certainly was impacting my intimacy with my wife. I was becoming very limited as a man in being able to give myself to her sexually. Now, that is not something that a man would ever want to say out of his mouth unless he's come to the place where I have come, where that has been reversed. So what I want to say is the thing that was preventing me from being able to fully give myself to my wife, was it just hindering my sex life? No way. It was impacting every area of my life. When I was willing to go into the dark cave of my struggle with weight, I found the treasure within. I want to encourage you that if you're in a marriage right now, and your sex life is not where you think it should be. You feel like you're as a couple, you're living less than what you're designed for. You're more like roommates. Can I boldly tell you your story is not over? 
I even want to say to you that if you're willing to, to have a conversation or two, you might just find that facing, facing that issue might just unlock your potential for many things in your life. I say that from personal experience in me, and I say that through conversations I have with couples that have gotten into situations where it's hard to have intimacy with each other. I am, I I used to be blown away and um, surprised. I no longer am at how quickly a couple with a change in perspective can go from being roommates to lovers again. I believe it with all my heart and I believe it for you. So a healthy sex life, let's look at it very simply. In a healthy sex life, it's, it's expressing, it's each person expressing desire for the other. Not just in the bedroom, but before the bedroom. It's saying words of expressing desire to the other person. And I won't tell you what words to say. You can come up with that. But sex doesn't, to me, sex does not begin when the clothes are off. Sex begins in the kitchen. It begins in the car. It begins in the living room. It's the looks. It's saying to them, you know, you light me up. It's saying to them, I get excited every time I see you. And you, you, you can come up with your own words, but a healthy sex life, we express desire for each other. We, we don't just have a cold relationship and then just like, okay, meet me at 730 in the bedroom. Let's pretend that we love each other. And no, you, you build the relationship. One way to do that is to express desire to each other. A healthy sex life, we also communicate boldly. Listen, we are communicating boldly to this other human being. I want you and I want to give my life to you. I want to open my life to you. Every single bit of me belongs to you. I want to give all of me to all of you. Once again, these are words that we can express even before the sexual act. But in a healthy sex life, we communicate boldly to them, I want you and I want to open up my life, every bit of it to you. Also in a healthy sex life, we talk about it and that may sound non-romantic in this regard, like you know, we, we know that with finances, we have to communicate and have conversations. We have to plan and strategize and, and do the awful thing. Some of us think a budget, like, oh, we got to talk about the budget. It's not quite like that, but it's also not quite different that every now and then we need to communicate something about our sex life to our spouse. I recall um, saying this to my wife, um, a season ago, I just said this to her. It doesn't seem like you've been chasing me recently. 
Now, I didn't say that in a mean way, nor did I say that after three months of no intimacy. It was I actually said that during a healthy time of intimacy, but I just kind of noticed it's like, wait a second. I've been doing all the chasing recently. It was just my way of saying to her, hey, don't forget to chase me because I like that too. I believe I said that to her right after she said to me, I love it when you chase me. And I just communicated and said, I like when you chase me too. So it can seem very non-romantic to actually talk about um, our sex life as if we're talking about financial matters, but there's something very healthy about it. Look at it like this. Everyone thinks a campfire is romantic and you're sitting there at the campfire. Maybe there's uh, some, some, a love song playing and you're looking at the end of the eyes of this other person as the moonlight is shining down and the, the sparks and the flames are, are high. And it's so romantic but someone had to go into the woods and get some dry sticks. The fact that someone had to gather sticks and cause the fire to happen doesn't take away the wonderful romance that happens at the campfire. So sometimes we need to go pick up sticks to create the fire of intimacy in our sex life. So in a healthy sex life, we talk about it. it. It's almost a strategy session. You, you'll find your way with it. But I recall in, in our young days of being married, maybe it was once a year. Maybe a couple times it was twice a year where we just had to communicate about sexual things. And it's going to be awkward the first time or two or three or four it's probably even right now, if my wife was to bring up something, my first instinct might be, this is awkward, but it's totally okay. If you can communicate with your spouse in the area of sexual intimacy, you guys can take on just about anything in life. Now, if you need a little help and just maybe you and your spouse in terms of your connection, not sexual intimacy, just your, just your connection in general. Maybe your connection isn't very strong together. I have a course that you can, um, that I made. It's called restoring intimacy. It's I'll, I'll tell you, it's not about sex. It's about intimacy in terms of the connection that we have with each other. Because uh, our, our connection together, our intimacy and relationship is kind of like Wi-Fi. When the Wi-Fi signal is strong, you can do anything on your uh, computer devices. But if the Wi-Fi goes out, now we're very, very limited in what we can do. So I made this course. It's very simple. Uh, each, each video is like five to seven minutes long. All I do is set up a conversation for the two of you to have. And it's very simple. I'm, I don't set you up to have some difficult conversation. I set you up to be able to have a conversation that'll be easy for you to have that will help you restore that connection you have with each other. 
So you can go to markdelaney.me, look for our courses, and you'll see Restoring Intimacy as an option. My friend, I hope this has been helpful to you. I've shared everything I've shared from the, the, the fullness of my heart. And uh, I share everything I've shared with, with honesty. And uh, I just want to let you know that if your intimacy with your spouse has gotten to a dark place, if you're willing to embrace that conversation, if you're willing to go into that dark cave, you'll find that in that dark cave, it's really a gold mine. You don't have to be afraid of it. It's going to be awkward. That's okay. But in that dark place is the treasure that you seek. My friends, I'm going to stop this episode right here. I wish you the best. I want you to feel free to listen. This area I've talked about today, it's so prevalently a problem in people's lives. We can help a lot of people with these kind of discussions. Do me a great favor and share this podcast with someone. Will you share it with one person? Put it on social media if you want. But people need to hear this kind of communication. This this podcast, I'm convinced that what I've said in this podcast can help some couples find freedom and power in their intimacy. And you might be the person to help connect it with a friend or loved one that needs to hear it. Would you do that? Thank you for doing that. That helps us so, so much. Don't forget, friends, the Purpose Mastermind. Here's what we believe. Everyone has purpose. You can know it clearly, and you can be set free to pursue it boldly. That's what we wish for everyone in the world. Have a great day, everybody.